ready? Ready? Are you really ready? Yeah. A hundred percent? Yeah. All right. So, hi. I'm super happy to be able to announce that we have Nina J joining us today. Nina's here to tell us all about how she started her business um, a few crazy first years and has grown it to what it is today. So thank you, Nina J, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so start, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I would just love for you to tell your overview story, just like you did with us. So starting with the first few years, you got married young and then started your business. I would love for our audience I, to hear about that. I did. So I was 23 when I got married, living in California. And I had it good. I was living in a paid-off house. My husband was in law school. I didn't have to work. Nice. But the walls just started kind of caving in on me. And I was like, I can't. I can't do this housewife thing. So <laughs> my husband came home from law school. And I was like, I want to move to Vegas and open a med spa. Are you coming with me? And <laughs> he, he, was, he was on an 80% ride at, at Chapman Law. And he's like, you know what, I'll take a one-year leave, let's go try it. So he completely supported me, and I was like, I cannot let him down. Yeah. So we moved to Vegas, opened up the med spa, and that was five years ago. Um, it was doing great, still is. And three years ago, I started to operate a permanent makeup academy, mainly focusing on microblading and eyebrows. So it, it's, it's been awesome. That's amazing. I have to just take two seconds to point out similarities that I know I've felt, Katie's felt, our yeah. husbands have experienced. So I'm sure other people listening would feel the same. Is for one, I love that you mentioned that, um, you know, paid off house, money wasn't really the issue, but just the walls caving in mm -hmm. and you feeling like I needed to do something. Um, for Katie and I, that was working at our, our nine to fives or our job that we had at the time, but just that feeling of like, no. I need to do something and then for your husband and our poor husbands where we're like this is what we want to do we're gonna jump are you coming or no <laughs> that's it if I'm gonna give one advice this whole podcast to the lady bosses out there is find yourself a partner in life that supports you no matter what because there's no worse feeling than having a vision and coming home and having the person you share your life with crush it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So if, if that's not him, find a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's so amazing for your husband to have done that with you. That's not just a little bit of support. That's a that's lot. A lot. <laughs> that's, yes, that's leaving a whole community, a whole life that you know, moving states and doing it completely blindsided. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and so for your academy now, is that purely run online or is it an in-person academy? We, I do both. So we run in-house courses and we have students that'll fly in from everywhere and take the three-day course. And um, in addition, we offer on a six-month continuing education. Hmm. Now, for those guests that can't come out to Vegas, we offer an online course. And that's kind of a at your own pace. I'm there to help answer emails and uh, you know be hands on as much as possible while being away. Of course. Yep. That's awesome. And what inspired you to start the academy? 
Um, when I when I got trained in microblading, it was very early on in uh, the industry in the Western world. And having my background in brow artistry from a Middle Eastern angle, we just did things a little differently, shaped the eyebrows a little differently. And so I felt like I really had something to bring to the table and to um, build on this foundation that the Japanese had set when it came to microblading. So I wrote a manual. I put my own philosophy of shaping and mapping in there. And as I wrote the manual, it was just, I channeled more and more stuff that I, you know, education from the laser um, side of it, you know, about the skin and something that necessarily other trainers didn't have and a bunch of medical information that I was able to incorporate in there uh, more than just the safety and sanitation protocol from the health department. It was why they can't be on some medication. And so it was a comprehensive uh, program or manual that was not just microblading and brow shaping. It was, it was everything. So you could take my course and after the six month apprenticeship, you could have the knowledge of everything you needed to start a successful business. Wow. That's super awesome. I know when I went through your Instagram, I love nicely done eyebrows and I was going through it. I'm like, I like every single picture that she's posted. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, I only pick the good ones. (laughs) (laughs) And so through the journey, whether it was, you know, moving and starting from scratch or starting your, um, your academy, what, what would be one of the biggest struggles that you faced and overcame and what could you maybe talk a little bit about what tools or strategies you use to overcome that challenge and something that might be applicable to other women in business? Sure. I think as an entrepreneur, especially a female entrepreneur, I think that's some of these challenges that I'm going to mention are ongoing challenges. I don't think we'll completely ever overcome them. We just kind of learn how to deal with them. One of them is going to be um, adversity. You're constantly faced with being younger than other people that you may have authority over, may be female as opposed to being authority over men. So it's constantly being able to have your, you know, your foot so grounded that you can push forward against the adversity. Um, Second, it's going to be self-doubt. I think that in order to be a successful person, you can't feel entitled to anything and you can never feel like you know it all. So it's when that doubt creeps in, just having the proper tools to um, reorganize the thoughts in your mind so it doesn't cripple you. Mm -hmm. And I do, I definitely do meditation. That helps a lot. Um, Tears, I cry and let my husband kind of baby me a little bit and, you know, give myself five, 10 minutes to feel like that and then go jot down in a journal you know, why it made me feel like this, what I can do to prevent those feelings from creeping back up next time the thoughts try to come in because the thoughts are, it's human condition. You're always going to be scared to take the next big step. Yeah. And then also keep learning, uh, read performance books, read books about social media, wherever you feel like your challenge is, read and connect with other women. There's nothing you can do alone 
that you can't do better, you know, holding hands with other successful uh, influencers in, in your industry or in your area. That's awesome advice. I'm, I'm curious too, because I know both Katie and I have probably felt this at different times or like you said, probably more consistently than not. In, in the online coaching space, there's always the talk about imposter syndrome and struggling with feeling like, am I even good enough to be teaching this or doing this? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering for you, would you say that, that that goes like across all genres or niches, like between you physically doing the work in your spa and with the microblading? And then again, when you're coaching and teaching in your academy, do you, do you still struggle with those feelings too? Like, uh, You know, that's one thing that at least the fear of kind of being on stage, uh, if you will, that's one thing I have gotten over thankful to being a dancer for many years in college production and stuff is when you step on there, it's playing a role. And that role is one of confidence, of smarts, of authority. But I feel like if you if you allow that that feeling to be bigger than the feeling of confidence, that's where you will fail. Because at nights when the lights are off, no matter how many million followers you have on Instagram, you're still just you. Yeah. But every morning, you, it's kind of like fake it till you make it. Yes, you are good enough. But how, however little your following is, however little your crew is, the focus on them, be obsessed with pleasing them and serving them. And it, it's going to be an organic growth. It's, it's like a fail-proof mm-hmm. system. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love that. Yeah. And I, it's kind of going on to the, uh, the fake until you make it and stuff too. I, I know from my own experience, um, goal setting has been something that's really been um, quite crucial to anything. And I don't know if you've experienced this as well in your journey, but uh, how, do, how to describe it. So I don't know if you like when you have a tough day um, or even a tough week, you kind of persevering through that stuff. And then it seems to be kind of uh, a a system as well. Once you kind of push through that, like that normally happens just before the good stuff starts. Would you uh, would you say you've agreed or experienced that as well? Yeah, it's usually the foundation of every next successful step that I'm going to take. It's going to be doubt and fear. If if I don't feel that, then that means it's easy and it's not grand enough to, um, you know, cause that little shake in my in my foundation. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important to point out, especially for people that are just starting or, you know, like you said, maybe the starting the side hustle for a lot of our listeners, that wouldn't have been the scary part because you still have your job to rely on. It's not full on commitment, but when you go to that stage of, okay, I'm giving up this consistent paycheck because this is the bigger thing I want to do. And that fear and doubt, you're going to feel it. And that's normal. That means you're doing something big. Yeah. Yes. And I think that forces you to practice a sense of self-control that will kind of be the precursor to the self-control you'll need to practice as a, as a girl boss or as a full-time boss, however you want to call it there are going to be times where you're going to need to restrict yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's spending money, yeah. um, going places, doing things. Uh, for example, I feel like a lot of people are scared of the financial uh, shift mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, there will be this time of unknown. 
Listen, there's one thing you need to know if you want to be a full-time entrepreneur. That means that you don't have another uh, uh, paycheck Mm -hmm. coming in. You will never know how much money you're going to make. Mm -hmm. The work that you put in is the work, is the money that you'll get out. So if you don't trust yourself and you can't have that self-control to make enough money to double the comfortable paycheck that you Mm -hmm. were getting, it's not for you. Exactly. Because it could remain a side hustle and you can kind of call yourself a part-time entrepreneur and a part-time employee and you're comfortable with that knowing that your $1,500, $2,500 is coming every two weeks, then stay like that. Mm -hmm. Being an entrepreneur is one of the most on, what's even the word for it? You don't know. There's nobody that's going to give you sick days. There's no nobody that you can call off to. There's nobody that's going to be like, here's a bonus if you perform better this mm-hmm. month. Here's a number. If you hit it, we're going to give you a Starbucks gift card. There's none of that. Every little penny is your blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you can't do that, if you don't have enough saved away, or if you don't have someone who can support you through that time, and you're scared, it's not yeah. for you. But be ready to have the greatest pride of your mm-hmm. life, being your own boss and um, wanting to work harder because you see the results, whereas you're stuck in a nine to five or some kind of um, salary capped mm-hmm. job, yeah. you, you'll you never have that growth. McDonald's, for example, will never say, oh, come be the owner of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you own your own business, you could go so yeah. high. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things Katie and I have talked about is for us, I feel that there's a fine line between we really want to encourage and empower those women that feel like you explained and we've explained where you you feel like you're meant for more. You want to pursue this full time and it's a deep feeling like I don't know about you girls, but I feel it in my chest when I think of like going into a job versus this. It's like, no, I need to do this. But there's that fine line between not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur and not everybody's made to be an entrepreneur. And, yeah. and it's that flat, fine line of encouraging and empowering the people that really want it and really want to do it. And then the ones that just kind of half want to do it and think that it sounds exciting, glamorous and meaningful and stuff. And it's like, that's only a tiny little part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely, I agree. Maybe, maybe in a future podcast, if we can link them together, we'll talk more about it. But I have this financial formula that you have to follow to be able to make money and put money away. And if you can't do that, and that percentage that you need to keep to pay off your living expense, your fixed expenses, then it's not the right time for you. And if you constantly use that formula, it'll a set a goal for where you need to get to financially, whatever you're working right Mm -hmm. now. And B, it'll give you the time where you can actually turn your side hustle into a full-time gig and be able to support your, whether you have a house, a car payment, a child, uh, whatever it is that your fixed expense yeah. is. But, um, that'd be awesome. To do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. yeah I would love to, to uh, do another episode with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people don't really know what their financial goals or uh, requirements really are. They um, oftentimes, you know, think they, so long as they're working hard, they'll be able to cover it, but sometimes that's not realistic. So I uh, think that'd be very beneficial. 
Definitely, yeah. I think that the debt, the debt situation is something that they should teach in home ec instead of like having us carry babies around for a week <laughs> to prevent teen pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but people people don't know how to manage their debt to income so that you know in five years time if they want to buy a house they know what they need to qualify for a yep. mortgage you know that's what entrepreneurship is it's all it's all of it you're a janitor you're an employee you're an executive and you're a social media person and you're a networking sales agent you're all the things that a big corporation would mm-hmm. have yep. last questions that i had for you and it's more of a fun question that we just like to ask our our listeners are interviewing um what is one of your favorite books i know you had mentioned that you like reading a lot so i'm excited to hear what you have to say um and your favorite self-care or treat yourself purchase if you were to purchase something like that oh okay my favorite book is gonna have to be the four agreements by don miguel ruiz it's about Toltec wisdom and these four agreements that you make with yourself. And I, your life will change when you read. It's a really easy read, really short. Okay. And um, along that, though, the Kat Von D um, autobiography was also life-changing for me. I don't know where it connected to me. Maybe it was just on a body art level, but mm-hmm. it, it also put my mind in because she was one of like the brick and mortar female entrepreneurs of the early 2000s Mm -hmm. I love her those yeah those two definitely would be my you know read it to one for a badass story the other one um these four agreements will change your life wow okay um a self-care tool or product um I definitely use all my essential oils and have my stones and, you know, my uh, wands and all the crystals. I love to do that. Mm-hmm. But probably I would say it's not so much a tangible thing. It would just be time. Like when, when I'm done, I'm done. Everybody knows I need my half an hour, hour away to play Candy Crush, to whatever mm-hmm. it is, allow allow myself to not be a boss. Yeah. Yep. I would say that's that's definitely you don't have to be in a work mode all the time. Most of the time you do, but you have to grant yourself that little bit of downtime so you could refresh your brain. If not, you'll just over exhaust and crash. Absolutely. Okay. For sure. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have anything else you would like to add or say to our listeners before we let you go? No, it was such a pleasure talking to you guys and I hope your listeners enjoy this and you guys can always reach out to me. Um, and I look forward to joining you guys on a future uh, future cast. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. We've enjoyed it so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Now, um, where are you guys on Instagram? And I want to let your listeners know where they can find me. For sure. So we are at Dreams and Destinies. Thank you for asking. Um, and we would... Sorry, we're also going to include your links in our episode caption as well. So if you want to say where people can find you, and then the links will also be in the episode description for people to go find. Awesome. On Instagram, I'm Nina J. Browse, and Nina is N-E-E-N-A-J-A-Y. 
and browse and DM me if you guys get on and, and add me on Instagram. Um, I want to follow your journey with you. So I look forward to seeing everybody grow and just having women take over this country. Awesome. And I, <laughs> I love your Instagram feed. I said that earlier already. But yeah. It's awesome. So yeah. I definitely encourage everyone to go check it out. Watch my stories. That's that's the real me. That my page is just a bunch of brows, but but my story is all the goofy stuff I do outside of work. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> all right, ladies. You guys have a great day. You Thanks, well. you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Nina J for joining us for our interview today. It was such a pleasure, and she dropped so many truth bombs for all of you. Thank you to all our listeners for listening today and stay tuned for more great episodes coming up soon where we interview other women who are in business, sharing their struggles, sharing their wins and sharing valuable information for you. We hope to keep improving this podcast and learn better editing skills, but we're true believers of done is better than perfect and value is better than having a perfectly edited, wonderful sound show. So thank you so much for tuning in. Hope to see you next time.